as you see, we, we spend a lot of time uh, talking about planning, talking about strategy, talking about organizing, managing campaigns, talking about developing uh, uh, messages, talking about using different tools uh, for disseminating those messages, also as part of the uh, campaign. Last week we talked about managing organizers, how can we uh, turn this campaign into a much wider effort. But things usually don't go as planned. And so before we go into the last session uh, and we wrap up everything we we need on campaigning, this uh, session we will spend some time looking at unforeseen events, both opportunities and threats that can actually change the course or the dynamic of the struggle and that can actually uh, either help or undermine the advocacy effort. So every campaign uh, has a plan, but as uh, one of the, I think it was Dwight Eisenhower, uh, American general, who said, uh, planning is everything, but plan is nothing, because he was referring to unforeseen events that can actually change everything that we that we planned and make these plans obsolete. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't say that, you know, we have to ditch all the planning that we did because of the unforeseen events, but I think that we should understand the dynamic of, of, of unforeseen events because that can actually help us accommodate and that can help us modify our plans as we go. So, in order to do that, we're going to focus on one particular, uh, how to call it, uh, type of event. And uh, it is important for uh, human rights advocacy efforts because in this particular uh, event, uh, there are tremendous implications on uh, human rights issues, especially the violations of human rights. So we're going to talk about uh, Backfire. So, when we talk about backfire, and before we go into talking about backfire, let's let's spend a few times talking about uh, repression, because backfire uh, is connected uh, to repression, and I'm and we're going to define backfire backfire as we go. So, if you if you're not clear with the term uh, yet. We're gonna we're gonna go slowly into defining. So we're gonna spend a few minutes talking about repression. This this particular photo was taken on um, Tiananmen Square uh, back in 1989, and the, the, this is a Chinese student who is facing uh, the tanks of the of the Chinese military, who went in and uh, suppressed the the protests that were taking place on Tiananmen Square. So this is, for instance, a photo that you cannot uh, Google it if you are inside China. That, uh, that is, uh, even to this day, a taboo. So, so this particular photo and many other photos are, uh, we can say, became uh, global symbols of, of repression. So, we, before defining backslide, we should maybe ask ourselves several questions 
about repression. First question could be, what is the goal of repression? Then we should ask ourselves about the different features of these repressions, limitations, costs, uh, effects, uh, consequences, etc., etc. But let's go step by step. Uh, does anybody have an idea or, or does anybody have some thoughts on what is the, the goal of repression? And uh, you can raise your hand and, and uh, or you can type it in the, the, the chat. One of the answers that, that was typed in the chat box is stop opposition against the regime. So yeah, this is this is the suppression of opposition activities is the is the goal. So this is more most direct. How shall I say? It is connected also to the direct effect of the of the of the repression that people who are protesting or people who are involved in uh, in uh, opposition activity they are actually put in jail and uh, and they cannot do it anymore. The repression is enforced by totalitarian anti-human rights regimes, that, that, that is true, because repression is a coercive uh, uh, mechanism that actually doesn't allow political problems to, to, to be resolved by political means, but they are actually preventing that. So I would add to the direct effect of putting people in jail who are involved in, in, uh, in the opposition activity, is there an indirect effect? Uh, do, you have a, do you have an idea? Silencing. Silencing is, is also a, a direct effect, as, as, as somebody said. Silencing people who are, who are uh, involved in, 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 in opposition activities. An indirect effect is would be raising fear and actually preventing people from joining these activities because they see what could happen to them if they if they uh, get involved. What about limitations and and, and costs? What what are the limitations uh, to to repression? These limitations actually have to have a lot to deal with uh, with direct and indirect effects because uh, the the Okay, the limitation is loss of faith in international community. That is one limitation for for uh, use of repression. That is true. But looking at the cost, uh, if, 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 if the repression uh, increases brutality and causes massacres or or or, or major human rights violations. That is that is a, a, a big social cost as well, not just cost to the, to the regime. And I would add one more, uh, and that is that the more people are facing the direct effect of the repression, actually the repression itself becomes more costly because more people need to be put in jail, more people need to be put under surveillance. So ideally, for the regime, indirect uh, effects should work. Actually, you know, people uh, one uh, particular uh, 
uh, how should I say, one particular incident should actually cause so much fear that everybody else uh, stops uh, or, or is prevented from, from, from doing anything. So that would be a low cost for the regime. But the, the problem for the regime is when the, the opposite occurs, when the, a lot of people are involved and a lot of people have, have to be directly repressed. So, silence. Okay, another limitation, people's tolerance, they can't keep doing repression, they just need to scare people not, not to keep doing it. Yeah, indeed, that is, that is, uh, that is what, what I was referring to. And then, uh, another thing is that, you know, the, the, the people who are involved in repressive activities, to organize them, to, to use them, and to uh, manipulate with them also requires a lot of a lot of uh, effort and a lot of resources. They have to be paid. They have to be constantly uh, brainwashed and, and kept under orders and, and et cetera, et cetera. So repression itself is is not an easy not an easy thing for, for the regime. So what would be the unintended so we we talked a lot about intended consequences of repression, but what could be a, an unintended consequence? Something that the that the regime didn't foresee, but uh, but it happened as a result of repression. Any ideas? Backfire, indeed. So one of the one of the one of the answers here was backfire. Unintended consequence is actually when the repression backfires. So what are we going to talk about here is we're going to talk about when things get out of control and uh, when we have unintended uh, events, which is, which is backfire. So, so what is backfire? Can somebody give us uh, like a short definition of, of uh, a backfiring uh, incident, an incident that backfires? Do you know maybe who is uh, what this cartoon? Yes, it's, uh, the backfire uh, has opposite results. It's actually not just as unintended, but it actually has the has the opposite results from results from what uh, what the in real intent was. So this this uh, particular cartoon is the cartoon of late Khalid Saeed from Alexandria, holding uh, President of Egypt Mubarak uh, as a little, how shall I say, uh, a little toy in his, in his finger. And uh, what happened to Khalid Saeed uh, in uh, a year, a little bit less than a year, uh, uh, in the, or in the year before the Egyptian uprising, actually is a very good example of, of backfire. Uh, this was a, a young boy. He was uh, uh, very, very young uh, and uh, living in Alexandria, and he was interested in computers, and he was hanging out in a, in a uh, cyber cafe in Alexandria when the uh, police officers came in and they 
that everybody thought that they were just going to arrest him and interrogate him, but they actually took uh, they took him in, they beat him up so badly, and uh, he was killed. Uh, he was brutally uh, tortured and killed. Uh, and what happened, unlike many other uh, situations uh, which were happening in Egypt, this particular uh, incident, this particular murder, backfired. First, it backfired because it was so brutal and because the pictures of, of, of Khalid Said uh, uh, leaked and and people could see that on the internet. But it also backfired because of the enormous effort by the uh, in, by the community, the Egyptian blogger community and uh, and online activists who were uh, most notable. Facebook group was uh, uh, made by by Wild Gonim, who is, who was the Google guy in in, in Egypt. Uh, Google manager who made uh, a Facebook page called "We Are We Are All Khalid Said," but other others were were involved in that. And this particular incident was given so much visibility and so much uh, uh, produced so much anger and outrage that actually uh, Latouf, the the Brazilian cartoonist, actually put uh, this. As uh, as one of the important, uh, how shall I say, forces that drove Mubarak out of office, and indeed, if you look at the, the analysis of the of the Egyptian uprising, actually, repression that backfired was often cited as one of the reasons why uh, Mubarak's regime fell. So. The intended consequence of the repression that Mubarak uh, used was to silence the opposition or to raise fear, but what happened was actually that the that the uh, this repression backfired, and it, instead of producing fear, it produced anger and uh, outrage of the of the people. It had a totally undesired effect, as, as, as somebody said. So, uh, in the in the reading that that I gave you, there is a, and you have it in the Savannah Library. Uh, there is a a lot of uh, stuff on backfire, uh, but I'm just going to take out uh, one little definition by Brian Martin to actually define backfire. And uh, he said that an attack can be said to backfire when it creates more, more support for or attention to whatever is attacked. Any injustice or norm violation can backfire on the perpetrator. So it is actually creating support, more support or attention to the target of the attack. In this case, the, the Egyptian bloggers, the Egyptian uh, activist community, online activist community, was uh, actually gaining more support because of the repression, because the murder of, of Khalid actually backed. There are other, um, how shall I say, names for this. 
Kurt uh, left the curtain, and with me today, all this refreshing paradox. But it's practically uh, we're talking. They, when they say refreshing paradox, they want to say the same thing. They want to say the paradox is that you want to uh, silence people, but by using repression, you may actually cause moral outrage and then actually have the opposite effect. Not silencing them, but but actually making them more more angry and uh, more ready to put up a fight. Okay, so in order to so defining backfire was was rather easy, and I don't think that 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 actually uh, is very interesting either. But I think what is interesting here is the dynamic of backfire. Why it happens? How it happens? What what is going on here? Why some incidents backfire and some incidents don't backfire? Because not all repression backfires. Actually, only a small percentage of 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 repression uh, does backfire. So, in order to to go deep more deeply into that and to try to understand why this is happening and when this is happening, we're going to do uh, a little simulation. And uh, so my little simulation actually was uh, intended to be uh, very, very, how shall I say, uh, uh, how to call it. It, it, it has nothing to do with the real world. It's a totally made-up situation. And uh, and I wanted you to to, to take the 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 roles here, uh, odd numbers, meaning thr one three one one eight one one nine one and one nine five, and also the forty three and fifty three uh, are going to be odd, which is which means they are. Uh, Odds are playing basketball in the local basketball court, and uh, their goal is to preserve the court as it is. So this is the situation that I'm putting you in. And then uh, 208 and uh, 58, they're going to be actually even. This is the second group. And uh, this, their goal is to demolish the basketball court on behalf of the city government and build something else. So these are your goals. Uh, the, the situation is, is, is stated as it is. The odds are basketball players who want to preserve the, the basketball court and even are uh, people working for the city government who want to demolish the basketball court. Does this sound clear? Can I go into the next I guess it is. Okay. So, what is happening? Odd started protests against the demolition, and uh, they're protesting against construction of whatever the events are, 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 are trying to construct. So, what happened? There was an incident when events were, were at the court, they were using instruments to survey the, the court and trying to see what, what can to be built. And one of the events actually hit uh, and, uh, and injured 
one of the other. So this is the unintended, uh, how shall I say, unplanned incident that, 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 that was not part of the campaign or protest or anything. So this is the situation here. So the odds were protesting, uh, and one of the events who was there actually hit one of the odds and, and injured him badly. So no, nobody planned for this, and now we're in crisis management. We're trying to see how are we going to solve this situation. Each group is actually trying to solve their problem. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so the question now is, what is the, uh, the first move for the odds, for the basketball players who were protesting the 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 demolition after the, one of their uh, people was 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 hit or beaten by the what what is the first move okay so we're having the the first uh, the file a lawsuit for assault uh, document and send online okay so that would be to publicize maybe. This is the, the first thing is to publicize, broadcast, public. Okay, to gain, to gain public awareness. And what about the events? What, what are their, what is the first uh, move that they're trying to, to, to do? And when, when, immediately as this was happening, as, as, as uh, uh, one guy hit the other guy. Negotiate not publicize, actually, yes. Okay, so what they're trying to do is they're trying to... Uh, okay, so... If made public, excuse immediately. To encourage other odds to prevent violation and to show their story, about what happened to prevent backfire at that point. Okay, so yeah, this is this is already the next the next uh, the next step. So in the first in the first immediate step, of course, the the odds are trying to to publicize the the the, the uh, incident, and uh, even they're trying to cover it up. Okay, so. This is the first step, and it, it went out, so people know about it. So people know that there was a there was a fight, and they still don't know who hit whom or what happened and why was this person hit, or you know. But they know that there was there was a fight. So what is the next what is the next uh, uh, move for the for the for the odds. Okay, public demonstration against the violence, so rally support. Public demo, make a protest, okay. Explanation would be helpful. Okay, so explain what's happening. That is also, because people know that there was an incident, but they, Still don't know what is the 
uh, what is happening. Okay. And what what with the events? What they are when 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 the information came out? What are they what is what are they trying uh, to do? The, again, their goal is uh, to continue with the demolition. So they're they're this is an incident that they didn't need. This is not something that that they wanted to do. So what is their next uh, what is their next move when? when uh, the situation got out of control and then the the incident was made was made public okay so they described the mistake is not intended okay so they are interpreting so they are telling their own story so this is not really what 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 happened it was a mistake or whatever we had a we had another uh uh, option over uh, earlier to to apologize immediately, and that that is also a possibility. We're trying to to kind of bury it there, so that's that's also okay. So so we are having uh, another uh, another round. So now the the things are already kind of clear. And uh, uh, it is known that that one of the events actually hit one of the odds, and people are aware of 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 this. So now, what is the next step for the for the for the odds? What they could do uh, now that it is actually clear that uh, that the people. Uh, who were the basketball players were actually under the attack. They're, they okay. So negotiate with when they haven't. Oh, this is a very good. This is a very good uh, way to to, to 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 think strategically. So one of the one of the comments here is that now that 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 the odds have the upper hand, they should use this to start the negotiations. Uh, uh, and uh, and recruit new members. Okay, so use uh, actually public outrage. to recruit new members. Okay, and what do the what do the the other side? What do the events do? What can they do at this point. It is already known that it was one of them who hit the other the other uh, the other group. Give a little bit. Okay, so trying to kind of uh, uh, give in a bit. That's that's one way to do it. Immediately destruct the building and not let the odds use the public support. Okay, so this is show that the heated man was part of the story too. Okay, so this is uh, this, these are the the, the 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 things that they could do. They could actually hurry up with the, with the, the demolition to prevent the momentum that 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 is already created. So they can do that. 
hurry up with demolition. That's another way to it. And uh, show that the heated man was part of the story too. I, I didn't guess that quite. But what they could do, uh, another thing they could do is actually they could uh, uh, devalue the, 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 the victim of the assault. They could say that he was, I don't know, drunk or drugged or that he was actually being violent or something like that. Because then, if you put it under that, uh, uh, then he's not seen as a, as a pure victim. So, so that, that would be uh, another thing they could do. Okay, so now, you know, the next, and, uh, and we can go on forever like this, but we're going to do one more maybe. Uh, so now it is already clear that, that there was an incident and that one of the events hit one of the odds. And uh, uh, now it seems that one of the... Uh, that one of the events actually, Oz can say one person is not a representative of the full act. Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, and uh, so it, it is already clear that, that it, one of the odds that was hit was actually totally innocent and that he wasn't drugged and it was complete, how shall I say, uh, uh, it, was a, it was an incident that, that, that was produced by the event completely. So what would be the, and you already uh, pointed to that direction, what would be the next, uh, what would be the next step for the odds? They already started recruiting public outrage, or actually using public outrage to recruit new members. So what would be uh, the final, how shall I say, thing that the odds uh, would do to, to use this incident for their, for their thoughts? Any ideas? Ask for unity and even. Okay. I'm trying now to see what happened to my... I am, am I back? Okay. Petition against the destruction of the building. Aha. Uh, this whiteboard is not working properly now, so, okay. Okay. So, indeed, uh, so what they're, what they're doing in the end is they're tying this incident to the larger uh, cause that they're fighting. So, this is, this is the, the, where the campaign that they're doing to prevent the construction of the, of the, of the, uh, basketball court actually comes back in. So the 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 whole idea of unintended events and and uh, things that are that are happening without plan is actually how to use them to go back to what we already planned and to to, to bring us uh, to our goal, goal again. Because uh, we are not going to uh, have. Uh, uh, if, if we are, if we have too many distractions, 
we are going to be led astray. So every event that is unforeseen can be uh, better used if, if uh, it ties back to the, it goes back to the campaign that uh, that was originally planned. So another thing is have neighborhood sign and collect signatures and uh, and uh, which is actually called collect or mobilize people around the original goal, which is to pre prevent the, the the construction. So you can use actually the the incident to advance the original the original goal. So now to kind of sum up the the movement strategy in this case, these were the odds, these were the people who are uh, fighting against repression, uh, the basketball players. Their strategy in this case was to reveal the incident, so they went public, they wanted to publicize it, to redeem the victim, to say that the, that the victim of the incident is indeed a victim and she was innocent in the, in the fight, to reframe uh, the whole incident to put it under the the the, the how shall I say uh, under the in, uh, to put it in the context of the demolition to redirect the the uh, people who they m mobilize and recruit and to uh, uh, use them to resist the demolition of the of the building. So, revealing the incident, redeeming the victim, reframing the incident to put it in the context of a larger struggle, redirecting public outrage to the to the to the goal, and then resisting the repression. For the for the regime, in this case, for even the first thing was to cover up, then to devalue. It wasn't really a big incident. It was nothing. Uh, to value the victim, maybe he was drunk, maybe he was, maybe he started it, uh, maybe he was too aggressive. To reinterpret what is going on, that also is tied to the devaluation. It's really what 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 happened. Then, in many cases, to use of use official channels. Uh, in in our case, the example of that. Uh, let's we're going to apologize. And then we're gonna continue what, with whatever we were doing. So official channels, in many cases, would be you know to uh, ask for an official investigation. So the, the 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 strategy of the other side is, as I said, to cover up the incident, to devalue the the the, the victim, to reinterpret what was going on, to try to use official channels either official investigation or in this case it was the apology and in certain cases to intimidate the uh, the the other side to kind of try to try to continue with the with the repression by intimidating uh, the, the 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 victim further so as you can see the main strength of the movement is actually to to redirect the 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 anger into resistance to the to to, to the repression and this is what happened uh, in Egypt with Kaiserid and this is what happened in uh, Serbia in in 2000 
and I'm gonna uh, spend a few minutes talking about this particular incident because I think it's very, very uh, important. Although it wasn't given too much credit in the official history of the fall of Milosevic, mainly because it happened many months before uh, Milosevic actually fell. So uh, Milosevic fell in October of 2000, and this particular incident happened in early May of 2000. But as we realized later when everything was over, it had uh, a significant uh, uh, impact on, on our story. So as you see, in the first uh, photo on the left, on this uh, particular slide, you can see Milosevic in the back and this blonde guy in the front. That blonde guy is Milosevic's son. And uh, what is interesting about Milosevic's son is that he was uh, a criminal and he still, I guess. And I'm not, I, 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 we lost uh, uh, quite a bit of time. I'm not, I'm not, going, not going to go into details. But Milosevic's son, uh, who was the local bully and the criminal in the city of Pozharevas, which is Milosevic's hometown, actually beat up uh, some of the Osborne activists on May 2nd, 2000. Actually, he himself uh, showed up late. Uh, he wasn't actually involved in the incident itself. The, the whole beating was organized uh, and conducted by his gang in in the city of Pozhar. So to be uh, to be completely honest and frank, he wasn't in, involved in the beating, but it was his gang. So so what happened uh, immediately after after the incident is that the people who were beaten there, there were three three or four activists that were beaten in this incident. They were immediately arrested by the police. And they were charged with uh, attempted murder on actually, that they attempted the murder of the people who actually beat them up. So, so the first thing that the, that the regime tried to do was to cover up everything. Uh, they arrested them, they couldn't actually see what was, uh, what, what happened. We couldn't get in contact with the, the, we couldn't get in contact with them. And they also tried to reinterpret what, what was going on, to say that actually it was the Oxford activists who actually attempted to kill the, the people who actually beat them up. Yeah. So we didn't know what was uh, going on with them and where they took them, or uh, were they in jail, or were they in hospital. Or they were, for us, they were completely missing. So what we tried to do was actually, and you can see the posters that were printed. Uh, these, these were the pictures of the people who were beaten up, and the 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 words say uh, the name of the of the person and the picture, and it says, "This is how he used to look before. We don't know how he looks now because we didn't. We we just knew that they were." They were beaten badly, but we didn't know uh, how badly that was. So finally, 
the big victory for us was when these people were actually allowed to see a lawyer. And the lawyer uh, took the, the, the first photos of these, of these people. And this is actually how, how we uh, ended up knowing what was going on. And then as somebody said, the victim becomes the image of the movement. What, what I will try to do is I'm going to leave the explanation of the incident for the next session. And then we can actually uh, uh, have uh, uh, have some time uh, on that. And uh, so I'm going to just go uh, briefly into the final assignment, and then you know I'm going to go and, and and see what happened to my computer and why isn't it working properly. So let me just try to 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 to, to spend uh, ten minutes, maybe maximum, on the on the assignment and uh, and uh, the instructions are relatively clear so you can you can read them uh, later as well so the idea uh, for the for the final uh, assignment is actually to collect everything that we were doing so far and to put it in one uh, campaign plan so goals targets potential allies met message uh, methods of message dissemination estimates of activists, etc., etc. Everything that we did uh, in two pages, not more than 1,000 words, that's massive. So I don't say that you need to do two pages. I just say that I, I don't think you should be doing more than, than two pages. That, that would be massive. So uh, we, as, as you remember, we looked at four campaign plan elements. First, we looked at the objective, and we asked ourselves, what do we want to achieve? The second, we looked at the message. Actually, we asked ourselves, what do we want to say? We looked at uh, tactics, especially online tactics, like blogging, making videos, photos, etc., and asked ourselves, what do we want to do? And we also talked about organization resources, actually how we do it, especially we made uh, a focus on uh, activism, human resources. But we also spent some time looking at the low-cost alternatives to material resources and to uh, time management. So, so the first thing, as you recall, is the campaign objective, and the campaign objective is developed using the SMART criteria. Uh, SMART stands for S is for specific and for measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely objective. And we did it uh, a few weeks ago, so that campaign uh, objective now needs to be part of the of the campaign plan. So you, you may want to redo it. The second thing is the uh, message. And we talked uh, about targets of the message using the spectrum of allies. And we also talked about the uh, tailoring the message using the, the message. So you may want to look at that again and, uh, and use that as the uh, as the message for the for the campaign plan. Then we talked about uh, tactics and activities and media that can be used, both offline and online, but especially online tactics like blogging, videos, Facebook, YouTube, infographics, but also posters and flyers and, and things that can be used and how to how to use them. And uh, we also talked about organization and resources, where we estimated number of organizers and activists, and we defined positions. Uh, within the campaign. We also 
touched upon the material resources and time. So in the final campaign plan, you may want to put some material resources if any are needed. So let me just spend a few minutes explaining the format of the campaign plan. So the total should be not more than two pages, as I said. It should start with a short summary of what the campaign is about. And this is one paragraph, including uh, using the five Ws, who is doing it, why, where, when, uh, and, and uh, who, and what. Yeah. And then it can be followed by a very short background. Uh, giving us the, 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 the reasons and, and, the, and the situation. Uh, this is followed by an objective, which we already developed, uh, which is one paragraph. Then uh, target of the, of the messaging campaign and the me campaign message as well, which is another two or three paragraphs. And then uh, followed by another two or three paragraphs uh, of uh, tactics, activities, media, etc., etc., which is then followed. Uh, okay, and then which you don't see here is is, is the last uh, the last paragraph, uh, which has uh, uh, resources and organization, which is the the thing that we developed uh, for for this particular for this particular class. So the total is around 1,000 words. So this is two pages. And it contains all that uh, information. Why? Because we have to ask ourselves, who are we writing campaign plans for? We are writing campaign plans for people who are organizers of the campaign so they can have that campaign plan as a reference for whatever they are doing. Uh, we are developing it for the activists or actually people who are going to be implementing these activities, and they want to know the bigger picture. They want to know when they're uh, writing a blog post or when they're uh, making a video or something like that. They want to know what, how this fits into the larger plan. So they want to know what is the, what is the uh, grand plan. And we're also writing it for supporters who may be willing to help. Even without coordination, they may decide to do something on their own, and they can read the campaign plan and then uh, and then do something according to that plan. And so this is why uh, we need to this plan needs to contain all the necessary information uh, about the campaign. Its objective, which is smart objective, its campaign message. And uh, the, the the means of disseminating this message, and especially what are the roles of, of the, the, the activists and organizers in the campaign can take. So people need to know what is the goal, what is the objective. They need to know what they uh, are supposed to say and uh, how to say this. And they should know uh, all this uh, in this campaign. So. So we can actually uh, spend uh, a lot of 
we can spend uh, quite some time next week uh, focusing on the issues that were not covered in the in the in the course so far. Some elements of the campaign development they that that you may find uh, interesting or or you want to know more. And for that, we're going to use the forum and the discussion board so that all these questions that, that maybe were left unanswered will be answered uh, in, the, in the final class. We will also, in the final class, take a look at the campaigns that, 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 that you are going to uh, create. And then we're going to, uh, and then we're going to actually look at, the, at these campaigns and see you know, if they need some improvement or if they need uh, to be, how should I say, changed in a particular way. So the final session, although we're gonna we're gonna spend some time, well, I want to tell you the story of the of the Pozzarella's incident and the backfire. Uh, one of the things that I would like to uh, spend a lot of time there is actually uh, looking at the campaign as a whole meaning all the elements and how they fit together, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So I think that now my computer seems to be working. So if that is the case, uh, I will go back to the to the to the closure of incident and I may explain it even today. But before I do that, uh, are there any Questions about this particular uh, about the final assignment? Is there anything that that uh, that I could uh, answer now that, that that has to do with the with the campaign and the campaign plan? Okay, so we have a question here. Can we have the next session of this class to help? With building volunteers, etc. Okay, we we will. Uh, I will. Uh, and, and if there are other questions like this uh, or suggestions, I will include that. So I will try to 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 dedicate uh, some some time in the next class on on, on building volunteers. I I already uh, uh, gave some uh, uh, in the reading. There are there are a few uh, uh, texts that, that that are actually aimed at uh, building volunteers, but I'm gonna I'm gonna spend some time on that. Okay, we should use our country situation as an assumption. Uh, well, I, I I'm not sure if I understand the the the, the question, but in the in the in the campaign format, in the campaign plan format, first there is a the summary is about the the campaign itself, and then the background is what you can say the situation in the country, but mostly through the lens of that particular issue, uh, and it can be a real situation, but it can also uh, depending on what you what you want to do, it can it can be totally unrealistic if you wish. I mean, the, what I'm going to uh, look at is the is the campaign format, uh, how it, how it looks. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into 
whether it is a, a, a real or a, or a, or a unreal situation. That is, for the purpose of the of this class, it, it doesn't need to be a real situation. Okay, there are no other questions about this. I'm going to go to back to the. I'm going to go back to this uh, incident. And as I said, you know, uh, we we were faced with the total uncertainty of what happened to these three people, to our three actors. They were just, they just disappeared. And I remember I was sitting in Belgrade uh, at the time, uh, actually, I was thinking of actually giving up. You know, I, I didn't want to be part of Potpour anymore. This is actually uh, uh, it, it's very funny that uh, on May 2nd, I decided that you know there is no way we can bring down Milosevic, and that probably you know I should uh, think about my own uh, future and uh, what should I do with my life. So I was sitting at home contemplating that, actually trying to make a decision to leave the movement. And then my phone rang, and uh, one of the people from Pozharela, from this town, called and said, you know, uh, and told me about the incident. He said, you know, these people are lying down in, in the street totally unconscious, and these people are beating them. Uh, the Milosevic's gang is beating them. And so... And so we immediately gathered and we tried to kind of figure out what was going on. And we, we, we tried to, to, to get in, in contact with somebody who is there. In the meantime, uh, they, the police arrested uh, our folks and, and, and they just disappeared. We didn't know if they took them to the hospital or they took them to the, to the uh, prison. But one thing they tried to avoid is to, show them in public. So they hit them for a reason, because they were beaten so badly. And uh, and we immediately figured that since these people are not around and, they, and, and you cannot find them, you don't even know where they are, you, you cannot even know in which hospital they put them, if they put them in hospital, or in which uh, jail they put them. Probably something really bad happened to them, and they are probably beaten so badly. And this is when we made the decision to actually uh, go for, uh, for, for this particular poster that, that you can see below. So there were, uh, there were uh, incidents, and there was repression before that. Repression before this particular incident was uh, was uh, even even worse, and there were people who were killed and uh, uh, who were assassinated by Milosevic's thugs, uh, and there were people who were beaten up badly before. So nothing that happened to these people was, how shall I say, uh, very much more brutal than something that happened to somebody somebody else before. There were much more prominent opposition figures who were either killed 
or or uh, severely beaten or something by the by the Milosevic's regime before that. So the reason why this particular incident actually backfired was because of the effort that we put to turn this particular guy, Radoj Kolukovic, into what we call the face of Serbia. So the campaign was, this is the face of Serbia. And the campaign started as soon as the first lawyer actually managed to reach, uh, which was several weeks later, managed to reach uh, Radoj Kolukovic that we could know that he's alive and that he could take a picture of him. So this is several weeks later, his wounds weren't that, uh, that bad anymore. Uh, so this was, how shall I say, uh, I, I just cannot imagine how he looked on that particular, on that particular day. But nevertheless, it, you could still see that he was, that he was beaten. Uh, and, uh, and this is why, uh, we decided to do the campaign this is the face of Serbia. We didn't manage to get them out of jail. They were still uh, convinced, let's say, on trial for attempting to murder people who were, who were uh, uh, actually to beat them up. And we didn't actually manage to, to, to make any real progress. So for us, this particular incident didn't look like a victory at the time. We made such a big effort, but uh, we didn't manage to free these guys. We didn't manage to uh, bring the people who were who did it to to trial. Nothing, nothing. However, three months later, uh, Milosevic called for elections, and then he lost the elections four months later, and then he had to step down. And after he stepped down. Uh, we actually had uh, an opportunity uh, to see what was going on inside the, the regime. And uh, we actually, uh, when, when Milosevic's regime fell down, we actually had the uh, information on the communication that was taking place at the time of the incident inside the regime between the local police in the city of Pozherevas and Milosevic and the Ministry of, of the Police and the Thai government officials and the courts that were sentencing our, our friends uh, to jail, etc. So what we figured was that actually this particular incident created a huge chaos inside the regime, that there were police officers who were reported ill, they didn't want to come to duty uh, because they didn't want to take part in that. We then realized that actually there were judges who refused to sentence these people, uh, uh, refused to sentence them as, as murderers because they, for them it was obvious that these people were victims. But this was all happening outside of the public eye. We didn't know at the time when we were doing this campaign that it was having such a big effect inside the regime. We only learned that a year later when everything was over. So, so this is an interesting, uh, an interesting uh, 
incident. This is an interesting episode of our struggle against Milosevic because not many people actually would say that this incident uh, contributed to the to the fall of Milosevic. But when you read the communication between different elements of the regime, you can see that uh, after this incident, the low-ranking officers of the police, of the army, and and, and the judiciary are not willing anymore to uh, to how should I say follow any order coming from Milosevic because they think that this is this has gone too far. However, they are still afraid to come out in the open and to say publicly that they are uh, opposing this. They are trying to find ways to do it still inside the system, and we that's why we didn't notice it at the time. But uh, after everything was over, we actually it turned out that this particular incident was the tipping point uh, for the loyalty shift that happened inside the regime. And this loyalty shift actually happened only uh, several months later, uh, and 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 we didn't we didn't connect these two. Okay, so. <coughs> okay, so uh, any questions on the on the on the backfire? Because fortunately my computer now is working, so I didn't I didn't expect it, but I actually rushed through something here, so maybe we have we 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 left something uh, uncovered uh, or not covered in the in the in this particular incident. Uh, Okay, so you're already uh, having a, 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 a discussion here on, in the chat box. Yes, uh, uh, yes, I, I, I'm reading now what what is written in the chat box. Uh, the, one of the biggest problems with repression is that uh, it's dehumanized, so that people are really afraid of, of, of repression. And then they are uh, they don't want to know about it. And and it's actually very difficult for people when they are confronted with uh, with repression. It can actually uh, produce some real uh, emotional reaction. Uh, it can produce fear, but it can also produce moral outrage. But it is very important that, that these... Uh, Stories are publicized in a in a personalized way, so that it's not uh, about statistics. You know, in our case, uh, we had the statistics already, and especially because we had still a war, and there was a lot of uh, uh, really brutal uh, massacres that took place in that war. You know, we had the Srebrenica massacre where the Milosevic troops actually uh, murdered. Uh, 8,000 uh, boys and men. And we had uh, uh, countless different, let's call them smaller, uh, massacres. Uh, and so this actually created the, the, the situation that people were just looking at that as, as, as numbers. And, uh, and it, is, it was important to, to give the the the, the whole story around one particular 
one particular uh, incident. So that particular incident became, how shall I say, uh, visible at the time. And I know that, you know, that that uh, in Iran this, this has been going on, going on for years. Uh, so I, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, not 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 saying that 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 uh, this is not the way it, it, it has been done. I'm just saying that that the 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 way to do it is actually to move from the statistics into explaining uh, personal stories and 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 what and what's happened to individual people because this is this is more coming back to the second class of of of, of this course, uh, telling the story. Because personal stories are actually much much better. Uh, understood by the by the audience. So, if there aren't any uh, questions here, uh, we are going to. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. This is a great question. I think that you know, uh, as, as as we. As we looked at the, at the organizing and managing uh, late uh, earlier, like uh, last week, and managing organizers, Facebook is a great tool for that. It's a it's a great tool to to reach out to the people uh, that you can use later to uh, uh, spread the word. However, the problem with with many Facebook uh, campaigns is that. They limit their activity to that. They limit their activity to Facebook. Instead of using the connections on Facebook to and using these people as organizers and activists to spread the message further outside of the internet, especially offline, so that actually they 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 come back to Facebook uh, to to get new information and new. Uh, how to call them, uh, maybe instructions or guidelines what to do, they limit themselves to to, to uh, just to Facebook. So, so I would, I would uh, just suggest that, you know, I mean, I don't know particular, uh, particular, uh, how should I say, campaigns that, that, that you may refer to, but this is what generally is, is happening. So Facebook should be a part of the of the of the campaign, and it is an important part because of the connections that that are established on Facebook. But uh, it shouldn't be a Facebook campaign, if, if you if you see what I mean. It shouldn't be a, a campaign that is limited uh, just to to Facebook. I hope this. Uh, Yes, and there is a there is a comment here. It's useful, but not enough. There must be some practical and offline practices alongside. This is this is this is this is exactly what I was what I was trying to say. To you. Okay. <laughs> I hope I, I I hope that my my answer was was, was helpful. But uh, we're gonna we 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 can talk more about these issues next week. And and uh, of course on the we can continue this discussion on the on the on the forum, uh, and uh, this is also uh, where where we can actually uh, go much deeper into into particular details of, of of each of those because this 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 is going to make me 
going to be much easier for me to comment on certain things uh, in in writing rather than than now when I'm pressed with that. So, but next week we're going to talk about the full campaign. You're going to develop your campaign plans, and we're going to talk about the full campaign, which which then will cover where Facebook sits, where uh, blogging goes, where what is the message, how it can be disseminated, etc., etc., etc. So. Uh, for what I wanted to get from this particular class is to show two things. First, that there are unintended consequences and that you should be prepared for them. There are unintended or unplanned events with unintended consequences, and you should be prepared for them. And the second thing is that if you don't, this is the lesson of closure at incident, if you don't see the effect of your campaign or of your efforts, that doesn't mean that these effects are not there. Sometimes they're not just they're just not visible to the public, but they're happening under the radar, and and and, and things are are changing slowly, which then later accelerates, and people think that everything happens quickly in the end. And for instance, you know, in our case, nothing was happening for years, and then finally, in a matter of months, uh, everything changed. Well. I guess something was happening for years and, you know, and decades, uh, uh, more than a decade of, of fighting against Russia, although we didn't, we didn't see any results from that. And this is certainly true for the Pozhogarov incident, which we later realized uh, had an enormous effect. Okay, so fortunately my computer didn't crash in the last half an hour, so this was good. We didn't, we didn't lose a lot. So I will see you on the forum, and uh, I will see you next week, where we're going to wrap up with this course, and we're going to look at the campaign. Thank you very much, and have a good evening.